You're listening to the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Lummer. I'm a certified life, health, and nutrition coach, and I'm also a breast cancer thriver. If you're trying to figure out how to move past the trauma and the emotional toll of breast cancer, you've come to the right place. In this podcast, I will give you the tools and the insights to create a life that's even better than before breast cancer. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 210 of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Lummer. Thrilled, as always, to be here with you today. And, you know, this is just one of those podcast episodes, one of those things that, you know, something goes wrong and then it ends up coming out for the best. So I'll start it off with a little story for you. In the Better Than Before Breast Cancer Life Coaching membership, we have group meetings, group coachings and discussions. We have private coaching and I do workshops, usually one little workshop each month. And we do a workshop that digs a little deeper into the topic that we're on. So since we're in the 90 days of wellness program, and one of the fundamental parts of a wellness program is mindfulness, this month's workshop was on mindfulness. I record everything that happens and then post it inside the membership. So whoever couldn't make it live can go back and listen. And people who did make it live can go and listen and listen. And it also goes on the member only private podcast. But this time the recording didn't work or I didn't hit it or I had it going and shut it off. Who knows? At the end of the workshop, there was no recording. That's the bottom line. So I re-recorded the workshop, of course, so that I could post it for my members. But as I was doing it, I thought, you know what, this is some really valuable stuff. You know, mindfulness can be a real buzzword these days. What does mindfulness mean? And is it this hippie term, yogi term, whatever it is you want to call it? And what does it really mean? And I thought, because this podcast will come out on Friday, September 30th, and October 1st is the next day. And as we move into October, many of you who've been through breast cancer realize that on the other side of the pink movement, you know, it's one thing when you've never had breast cancer and you see everything and all the races and all the fundraising and all of the really scary friggin' stories about breast cancer. And once you've had it and you're on the other side, sometimes it can be inspiring. We see things that do inspire us. We do see things I think that are really powerful emotionally and that bring up feelings for us, maybe even trigger deep emotions that haven't been processed. And sometimes with a lot of people I work with, they just, I don't want to hear it, right? They don't want to hear it. They want to check out a lot of the messaging, a lot of the pink movement actually kind of stirs negative emotions for people. And that's okay. Across the board, it's okay because we're all in different spots. But I thought as I was re-recording this mindfulness workshop, it occurred to me how important it is, no matter where we're at in the process, no matter what we're working on, if we're working on 90 days of wellness and learning to really get in touch with and in tune with our body and listen to our own intuition and follow the cues that our body gives us to set up a wellness program for ourselves, whether it is just recovering from the emotional trauma of what you've been through with a breast cancer diagnosis, or whether it's just managing life right? Life goes on and years and years out of breast cancer treatment, it isn't like there's not stressors. So as I was re-recording this, I thought, 
I think this is a great podcast. As we move into October, as we're all working constantly on managing the stressors in our life, but also in engaging in our life, in really being present in each moment of our life. You know, it's funny, the smallest thing sometimes triggers something. And the other morning I was coming back from a walk and I was getting into the elevator, I was going back up to, to my apartment and my daughter calls. And she just had a quick question about a paper she was working on for school. But in that moment, as I was listening to her and I was on that call and I thought, I'm so grateful for this moment. I'm so grateful for the moment I can be here and my child can call me and say, hey, mom, can I get your thoughts? And wow, I feel a little emotional as I say it. But just being super present and taking, not, not even taking that moment for granted, but being in it and being mindful of it and being mindful that each precious moment of connection that we have, each precious moment, each step we take in this life, each breath we take in this life, if we're fully present with it, is just another opportunity for gratitude, is another opportunity to just embrace and step into this life that we're living. And it takes us a little bit out of the mechanics of life, of the routines of life, of the, this is what I do every day. Get up, kids, eat, throw your clothes on, get to work. If you're in California, sit in traffic, you know, wherever you're at. But we, we get into these routines and, and we start to live this mechanical life. And then sometimes we get to the end of the day and maybe this has happened to you where you think back or somebody says, so how did your day go? And you think, um, fine, I guess. What'd you do? Uh, I don't know. Same old, same old. Wow. Is that really what your whole day was? Can you wrap it up like a, like a surly teenager who comes home from school and their parents says, what'd you do? And they're like, nothing. Or can you sit and think, well, you know what? I just had a conversation with my kid and talked to her for a few minutes and helped her out with something she's working on in college. Or, you know, I had this interaction with my neighbor, my coworker, or I took time for myself and I just sat and I read a book or I binged on the Umbrella Academy or I just said, I'm checking out, I need rest. I mean, do we tune into our lives at that level? Do we have heightened awareness of the moment to moment experience of this unique gift, this gift of life. Do you wake up in the morning and open your eyes and say, thank you, the universe. Thanks for one more day. Thanks for the safe bed that I woke up in. Thanks for another chance at anything it is that I want to do in life. Are we totally aware? When we are, something shifts. There's something amazing that we start to notice about ourselves, about our bodies, about our relationships, about our thoughts, and about the moment-to-moment -moment experiences we have in this life. That is mindfulness. That is living with mindfulness. It is achieving a state of awareness, and it is being fully engaged and present in your life and not a robot, not just going through the, the mechanics of life, but deciding to live life with intention. 
That's mindfulness. It's not just a buzzword. It's not just a hippie phrase. It's not just the coolest trend on, I don't know, (laughs) some website or some podcast, but it is meaningful. And so I decided to take the re-recording of this mindfulness workshop and give it to you in the form of a podcast so that you can really listen to it and consider how can I benefit from living a more mindful life? And how do I do that? What does it even mean? How do I take the steps toward being more mindful in my life without having to set up all of these, change your routines and do a bunch of different stuff and set aside 30 minutes a day for meditation? That, That is not what this is about. So I'm going to give you in this podcast the re-recording of the mindfulness workshop. And then I'm also going to post a little bonus episode, which is the mindfulness breath meditation that I started that workshop with. It's about, it's between 10 and 15 minutes long. And I'm going to post that separately so that you don't have to go through that whole thing before you can listen to the workshop piece of it then you can also use that separately. You can save that podcast and just listen to the meditation when it works for you because it is the the consistent practice of mindfulness as I go into more in this workshop that changes the way we think, that retrains our brain from going on autopilot to being present with us in life and engaging in life. And friends, life is too short and too precious to not be fully engaged in it. So I hope you enjoyed this workshop and I would love to hear your comments on it. So listen to the workshop and come find me on Facebook, Laura Lummer, the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. DM me. I'd love to know what you think. I'd love to know what questions you have or join the Breast Cancer Recovery Group. It's my free Facebook group. Have a discussion about it. I'd love to hear. And this is, when this podcast comes out on September 30th, the pre-enrollment for my Becoming You program, which I talked about on the last podcast, the pre-enrollment closes Saturday, October 1st at 3 p.m. Pacific time. So you can still get in on that. And while we're talking about mindfulness and we're talking about engaging in life and we're talking about being very aware and very intentional on how you live, the Becoming You program is going to dive deep into that. We're going to spend, the program itself is eight weeks. There's a a week of it that's a planning week, and there's a week of it that's a wrap-up week, but the meat and potatoes of the program is eight weeks long. Do it in, in your own time, however you please, but if you do enroll in it before October 1st, before it opens on October 1st at 3 p.m., you will get a complimentary month in the Better Than Before Breast Cancer Life Coaching Membership so that as you're going through that program, you will have live access to me to ask your questions and get coaching through this program, which will bring you clarity on the life you want to live. In this program, Becoming You, we look at what it is you want in life and why you haven't committed to making it happen yet. And how will you benefit from not committing to yourself yet? Like what's happening here in the comfort zone that keeps you there? What do you have to adjust the way you're thinking? And what do you have to step into? Who do you have to become to live the life you really, really want to be living? It's an amazing program. As I said, we did it in the Better Than Before Breast Cancer Life Coaching Membership. And then I decided to pull it out of that membership and make it a standalone program that you can go and get anytime and do and benefit from outside of the membership as well. I know you will love it. Go to thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com 
forward slash you, Y-O-U, and pre-enroll by October 1st, 2022 at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I will see you there. And you'll be able to enroll after, but you only get the bonus if you pre-enroll. So, or that specific bonus. There's other great stuff you get, but you get that specific bonus if you pre-enroll. So thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash you. All right, here we go. Enjoy this mindfulness workshop. Hello, hello. So this is our mindfulness workshop. This is a makeup recording because the actual live workshop did not record. So what I'm going to do here is go through the content that I presented at the mindfulness workshop, and then I'm going to talk about some of the highlights that we had, some of the interaction and what stood out as some really powerful thoughts and some mindset shifts that might help you and that came up with the participants in the call. All right, so let's get started. Let's talk about what mindfulness actually is. Mindfulness is very simply a state of awareness. It is being in that space where you are fully present and aware of what you're doing. So if we're talking about mindful eating, it means that I'm actually sitting, paying attention to the food that I'm about to take in, noticing the flavors, noticing the smell of the food, noticing the mouthfeel of the food, and just being in the state of heightened awareness of everything that's going on as I'm eating. If I'm being mindful in a conversation, then my mind is actually listening, not getting ready to comment or respond, not thinking about something that's happening outside of the room, but I'm actively engaged with the human being that is in front of me in a conversation. So this can apply to anything walking, driving, reading, talking, exercising, eating. It is just very simply bringing your mind very present and having a heightened state of awareness. So how do you do it? How do you practice this? How do you become more mindful? Well, you simply catch your brain when it's wandered away and you bring it back to this present moment. Now, in the mindfulness workshop, we started the workshop with a meditative exercise, with a mindfulness breathwork exercise. And at the end of that exercise was three minutes of silence in which the participants just focused on their breath. And you're going to find that mindfulness exercise in the next audio recording here in the membership area. If you're listening to it on the podcast, then it will be separate on the podcast. I didn't want to put them together here so that way you could listen to this lesson and then you could have the mindfulness meditation on a separate recording where you could listen to it at any time. But in that meditative practice, what we did was not practice clearing our mind, not practice sitting without any thoughts on our mind, but we practice paying attention to the breath. And as we pay attention to the breath, we practice noticing when the mind has wandered away from the breath. And then we gently bring it back. So remember that it is the becoming aware that the mind has wandered. That is really the practice. If the practice was just stay focused on your breath, that would be very difficult because it's difficult for our mind to stay focused on one thing for more than just a few seconds unless we train it to do so. 
So be careful here not to get attached to the idea that the only thing that should be happening is that your mind should be aware of your breathing. Actual practice is the practice of training yourself to become aware of the mind wandering and bring the mind back because there's so much value in that. And we'll go into that value here in this workshop. Now, in the practice of mindful meditation, we use the body and the breath as anchor points, meaning that I'm sitting here right now, I'm with my body and I'm with my breath. So I know that if my mind starts wandering in the other room and thinking about laundry that needs to be done or dinner that needs to be cooked, I can bring it right back here. I can sense my body and be like, my body is here now. My body is here and present and okay and safe in this moment. And then I can be very aware of where my body is and what I'm experiencing. That's increasing that state of awareness. In the mindfulness breath practice, we're noticing the sensation of breath as it enters the body. We're noticing the sensation of breath as it touches the nose, the textures, the temperatures, everything about the breath. And that is another anchor point because in this moment is my in-breath. In this moment is my out-breath. My inhale, my exhale. That breath, that inhale and that exhale, the taking in and the releasing of breath ties me to this moment. The breath is my connection from this body to the outside world. And so as I sit and I practice becoming more aware of that, I'm training my brain to come back to this moment. Now we can do that through breath work. We can do that with mindful eating practices. We can do that with walking meditations. You can practice this while you're driving in your car, turning off the radio and telling yourself when you get in the car, I'm going to be very mindful and pay attention to everything that's going on the sounds of the road I'm driving on, the sights that I am seeing, the car in front of me, anything that is happening and you're just in that moment. If you don't have time to sit and do a mindfulness practice for a few minutes every day, then it's a matter of just consciously committing to yourself to be very mindful in some other moment. Reminding yourself to be mindful in conversations. Now, if you can carve out that time so you do have dedicated time to practice mindful breath work or to practice mindful eating, that's even better because you're teaching yourself how to be very present in the moment and be very aware of what is happening in the moment. And so why would you do that? Why is that even important? Well, it's important for a lot of reasons. Because we can struggle a lot in the world, in life, with cancer, after cancer, and all the things that go on in our life. We struggle with anxiety, with depression. Those are two of the most common responses after breast cancer. And they're two very common mental states, emotional conditions in people, just in general, as we're going through this life. But what is anxiety and what is depression? And we're not talking here about clinical diagnosis. We're talking here about day-to-day -day dealing with life, day-to-day -day working through life, participating in life, engaging in life, and feeling anxious about something or feeling sad or depressed about something. So let's take a, a look at anxiety. When we're anxious, 
think about what's going through your mind. When we have anxiety, we're thinking forward. We're forecasting in a negative way something that may or may not ever happen in our future. Now, I say we're forecasting in a negative way because our human brain very rarely forecasts in a positive way. We don't look at something and say, oh, okay, I have to go into the office tomorrow and my boss asked me to come and sit down and have a conversation with her before I get started. Rarely does our brain go to, I'm probably going to get a promotion. There's probably a really cool opportunity that she thinks I'm amazing for. We're much more likely to go to, oh my God, I did something. What did I do? Am I going to get in trouble? Am I going to get laid off? Is something going on? We anticipate the worst, and this happens in nearly every aspect of our lives. When that's happening, when we're thinking ahead and telling ourselves something bad is happening, something bad is coming, then one, we're not in this moment, right? We're not here now. Physically, we may be here in this moment, but our brain is not here with us. It is somewhere else, and it's creating a story and that story is creating anxiety in your body here and now. If you have a mindfulness practice, and especially breath work and mindful eating where you're very focused for some portion of the day on bringing your mind back to this moment, then what happens is we begin to catch ourselves more frequently when our mind wanders off into stories that are creating anxiety. On the flip side of that is depression. And what is depression? When do we feel depressed? We feel depressed when we feel like we don't have any hope. We feel depressed when we're thinking about past events that did not go our way, past events that left us feeling sad or upset in some way or scared. And so we hold on to those past events and those experiences and the ideas of them. And we tell ourselves, this is the way it's always going to be. This is the way my life is. That's what I did. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. That's what I did. I'm a terrible person. And our mind again is not here now. With a mindfulness practice in your life, you become more aware more quickly when the brain goes off to some story in the past or in the future and you realize, whoa, 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 what's happening? I'm not here right now. And then you are more and more adept at the practice of bringing your brain back to you right now. When we're feeling anxiety, when we're feeling depression, when we're forecasting negative stories, when we're keeping ourselves stuck in past stories and past perceptions, then we dig even deeper into emotions like fear. We have rumination. So if we've done something in the past and we feel shitty about it, and then we just think about it over and over again, why did I say that? Why did I do that? What did they think of me? Right? And we ruminate and we can't let go. And so we take one experience that may have happened five minutes ago or five years ago, and we keep bringing it back to the present moment. And we keep beating ourselves up or we keep saying something isn't good and it's never going to be good. Okay? And then we have fear when we're in anxiety and we're thinking about negative future stories. Of course, that's going to bring up fear. Who wants to go into a negative future? Who wants to go into a scary future where there's no money to pay the bills and there's another cancer diagnosis and your spouse is going to be a jerk because they were a jerk in the past, right? That brings up fear. So fear 
and rumination and anxiety and depression. Those are the things that we get a better handle on managing when we practice mindful behaviors. We're literally retraining our brains. And studies have shown not only do we get a better handle and have less anxiety and less depression when we practice mindfulness consistently, but we also have better working memory, which means the ability to pay attention in the moment. Working memory is the capacity to hold on to some information to be able to complete the task at hand, right? What we're focusing on. And when we have a mindful practice, why do you think that happens? Why would we be able to have better working memory and have more focus because of neuroplasticity in the practice of mindfulness done consistently for even short periods of time, we're rewiring our brain to be here now with us, to come back, come back from the future, to come up here and join us, get out of the past and be here now. So that when we're focusing on something else and we catch our brain wondering, or we catch ourselves saying, let me go find my phone and scroll some Instagram, we become aware of it. And then once we're aware of it, then we can say, stop, stay here, focus. So it is literally a training of the brain, just like going to the gym is a training of the body. And the beauty in this mindfulness practice is that we have long-lasting effects. So when you go to the gym, when you work out consistently, you leave the gym, you still experience the benefits of the gym. If you've done cardiovascular exercise, you still have a post-exercise burn. You're burning more calories than you did before you exercise. If you're building muscle, you don't walk out of the gym and that muscle disappears. It stays with you because you're building it consistently. And this is what happens with our brain. We have a consistent mindfulness practice and that stays with us. So as we go through our days, it becomes easier and easier to catch our mind when it isn't here with us in the present moment and gently bring it back and bring it back without judgment, without condemnation, because that's just what a brain does. It wanders around all the time. It's always thinking of the next thing or going back to something else or noticing something around. And so we can let the brain run wild on its own like a crazy toddler, or we can say, oh, wow, look at that. That's what my brain does, but I know how to bring it back and settle it down. And so another benefit that studies have shown from that is our ability to reduce stress. And why do you think that is? Because when we increase our working memory and we increase our ability to focus, we spend a lot less time in the future worrying about things and a lot less time in the past being upset about things. And we're more productive when we get things done in the moment. And the end result of all of that is reduction in stress because you're not running around with a bunch of loose ends everywhere trying to get things done. You're not constantly somewhere else instead of here in the moment, enjoying your life right here now, which is the only thing you have in life is right here now. So what does this require? How do you get this lasting benefit? It requires practice. So mindfulness requires that you practice it on a regular basis. 
And that can be, again, perfect world, ideally, that you carve out 10 minutes minimum, 10 minutes of a day, even five minutes. In fact, studies have shown that it's better to practice mindfulness for five minutes a day on a consistent basis. So say five minutes a day, five days a week, than it is to practice it for 30 minutes a day, twice a week. So it's about consistency and practice. The more you practice, the better you get at it, the longer lasting your benefit becomes. And the more you start to notice yourself as you go through your life, hatching your brain and bringing it back. Catching your brain, causing you anxiety, bringing it back into this moment and reassuring it that everything is okay. And this is the beauty of a mindfulness practice. And it's the beauty of taking that five minutes, 10 minutes for yourself every single day to train your brain to be more mindful and more present. Now, when we were doing the workshop, what came up was frustration. So in the end of the breathwork exercise, in that three minutes of silence, one of the questions I asked is, how long did that three minutes feel like? And I got 10 hours, 10 minutes, right? Felt like forever because we're just so used to constantly being on the go. So there's a couple of things that come up with that, that that end up having the emotions of frustration or feeling like it's a struggle. So one person brought up that she doesn't feel like she's in control of her life if she's not busy doing something. So in the sitting and in the stillness, she felt like she didn't have control over what was going on. And so therefore felt this anxiety, wanted to get up, wanted to start moving because she wanted to be able to be like participating in life. But the truth is when we're in this moment of mindfulness, when we're doing this breath work, we're in complete control of our brain. We're in more control than ever. And the idea that by being busy and doing things, we're in control of life, give that a little more thought. That's a great thing to do a model on because the truth is we're not, right? We're in control of what we think. We're in control of our own emotions. We're in control of our own actions. But we can't control everything that is happening around us. Even if we're busy and we've got all of our hands and all of the cookie jars and that makes us feel like we are in control. Life is going to happen. And we never know what's going to happen in life. We only know how we can respond to what is happening in life. When it comes to the idea that this is a struggle or this is really hard to just sit and be still, let's give that a little more thought. What are we struggling with? Where does the resistance come in? When you're working to be mindful, when you're in a mindfulness practice and you're focused on the breath, if the expectation is that your mind will be right here and be still and be quiet and never wander away from the breath, then frustration comes up, right? Because you want your mind to do something. Again, it's a toddler. It's running around. It's not doing what you want it to do. So you become frustrated or you say, this is a struggle. But when the practice is, notice your mind wandering. Expect your mind to wander. Know that it will wander. And that the practice isn't to stop it from wandering. It's to just bring it back to the breath. 
The practice isn't to keep the puppy on the mat the whole time. It's to train the puppy every time you walk off the mat, I'm going to bring you back because I want you to stay on the mat at some point or at least for longer periods of time. So especially when we're in this new practice, when we're just starting off being mindful and doing a mindful meditation, allow yourself some space there. Hold that space for your brain to wander wherever it's going to go. A lot of people will say to me, oh, oh, I just, I can't do that. I can't do meditation. My mind is so busy that there's no way I can do meditation. And I say, you are the perfect candidate for meditation because the more you're aware that your mind is constantly going and boom, boom, boom all over the place like a pinball, then the more you need mindfulness meditation. When people say that to me, I can't do it. That's because they're thinking I'm supposed to sit still and not have any thoughts. I'm supposed to sit still and have a quiet mind and my mind isn't quiet, so I can't do it. And that is not what it's about. It is about being aware of your mind. Remember, mindfulness is a state of awareness. In that state of awareness, we are practicing being aware of our mind. So if your mind is going a mile a minute, that's exactly what you want to know. You want to sit here and go, okay, and I'm going to use the breath and the feeling, the sensation of the breath entering my body at the tip of my nose as an anchor to bring my mind back to this moment and feel that calmness come over you. So there's a huge benefit in just letting go of the struggle, letting go of the expectation, and knowing that the whole objective is simply more awareness. And what you will gain from that awareness is the ability to have a better working memory, a better focus, and believe it or not, more calm mind. You learn how to train the mind, and the mind behaves. It follows training, but the training's got to be consistent. It's a consistent practice, and if you leave the judgment out of it, right? Don't bring the judgment in. Don't resist what the brain is doing. Don't tell yourself you're doing it wrong. Don't tell yourself it's not. you're not good at this, but just the noticing and being in that space of curiosity. We're like, wow, oh, look at that. I think my mind wandered away like 500 times in three minutes. Fascinating, right? Be curious and stay in that place of awareness where you're just learning more about yourself and you're learning how your brain works when it's on autopilot and then you're teaching it to do what you want it to do. This is the practice of mindfulness and it's a game changer. Because when you have a heightened awareness of what you're doing in life, then you start to create the life you want to live. You start noticing, hey, I didn't really want that. And my brain just threw that out there automatically. But now that I'm aware of it, I'm aware that I can be the observer of my brain. And I don't have to go down that road with it. I don't have to go through these stories. There are times when I'll coach someone who has so much fear over cancer and I'll ask that person, how many times have you lived through your own death already? And sometimes they'll break down into tears and say, more times than I can count. So we're here now and we're alive and yet our brain is taking us to this terrifying place and we're going with it. Rather than noticing, whoa, 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 my brain is going to that really scary story again. Bring it back, take a breath, be in the moment, 
be the anchor to here and now in this moment and remind yourself, I'm here, I'm safe, I'm breathing, I'm alive. In this moment, I'm good. All right, my friend, I hope that that was meaningful for you. And please go to the next episode, which is the bonus episode, which is the meditation that we started that workshop off with. Listen to that meditation, take time for yourself and sit quietly, listen to it. Now that you have all this information top of mind about what mindfulness means to you and how to go through this meditation, having the goal of Just becoming more aware of your mind and your thoughts and not being attached to being able to sit still without the mind wandering or becoming out of focus because that's something that's going to take years and years of practice if it's ever even realistic. So let's not attach ourselves to perfection. Let's not attach ourselves to the idea that the mind should do what we think the mind should do. And we're only here to notice and be the aware observer of what your mind actually does to decide if you're okay with it, if you'd like to work on changing it, if it's serving you, if it's creating feelings that you want to experience, or if you'd like to shift that a little bit. Also, at the end of that meditation, which I mentioned during the workshop, there was the three-minute silence. And really pay attention in that silence because it's in that silent space that we learn so very much. All right? Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me. I'm glad to share these moments each week with you. And I look forward to talking to you again next week. And until then, please be good to yourself. Take care. You've tamed the voices in your head. You've put your courage to the test. Laid all your doubts to rest. Your mind is clearer than before. Your heart is full and wanting more. Your future's at the This is your moment